what's up everyone and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Sad C EDH podcast. My name is Kian, otherwise known as Varless, and joining me as always is Adam. What's up everybody? Better known as O3 Big Fan, or oh, oh, my bad, sorry, Poppyphobia. Today we will be talking with the newest and largest TO to make it on the competitive scene, Eminence Gaming. And joining me from Eminence today are Mikey. Hello. And Mike. What's happening? But before we get started, I think we have a few triggers to resolve in our upkeep. Awesome. Thank you, Kian. So to start with, we're going to shout out all of our high-tier patrons. Thank you to Dude, Usable Object, Senator Tom, Scorish, Unorthodox Bird, Jeff Bezos, Domino, Geos Justin, Alchemist, and our newest Chad Nas patron, Just Ice. If you'd like to become a patron of Sadnaws, you can do so at patreon.com slash sadnaws, where you can earn amazing perks like your name in a podcast episode, playmats signed by yours truly, and signed foil ad nauseums with a guest appearance on the episode. But for our next trigger, I'm going to throw it to Mike Bonney to talk about what Eminence has going on for 2023. Sure. Thank you, Adam. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh Eminence has got a lot of wild things happening in the next year. So we have our Eminence Circuit. We have four uh, kind of placeholder events. And then we have a big national event at the end of the year uh, starting in January. So we have those things happening. We also have been consistently hard at work building out CEDHU, bringing in new players and kind of teaching folks how close they are to playing CEDH and moving them along. Um, on top of that, we're working on a couple top secret little projects on the back end, one of which is Command Tower, um, which is now a global product being used all over, all around the world on all continents except Antarctica, which is kind of wild. Uh, but we're going to get there. I don't know wh what they do in Antarctica, but we're going to get there. Um, we have some merch lines. We have all kinds of fun stuff. So. Um, we're working on our Patreons, we're working on our merch deals and stuff like that. But for right now, it's just events. Very happy awesome. about it. Yeah, and we will drop some links in the description for everything Eminence related, specifically Eminence's main website where you can find most of that information there. Uh, and other than that, don't forget to smash that like button, hit subscribe, and if you're listening on a podcast platform like Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and a rating because it'll help us to reach new audiences. And with that, I think we're going to move to our main phase. So for our main topic today, we are talking with Eminence Events. We're learning about all things Eminence and the events that they have coming up in the future here for 2023. I think at time of recording, this is right before Christmas. This is probably coming out the week of Christmas, right before New Year's. So we're really excited to hear about all the things that Eminence has planned for the new year. But before we get into that, I think if you guys want to take a minute and kind of explain to people who don't know what Eminence is, then now's a good time to get that out of the way. Okay, Sorry, well, Mikey. Eminence, yeah, Eminence <laughs> is a touring organization group. Right now we're specializing in CEDH, but we're looking down the line to eventually just encompass like all magic and possibly other TCGs. But the way that it started was for a while I was involved with Monarch and helped them do a lot of work for the March Hasted event that was in March earlier in 2022. And had some differences with Nick, ended up leaving the company but ultimately, I saw a lot of things that were going on there that I thought could be better done. I thought Squirebot was kind of inefficient because it's all run through Discord, and I figured that there has to be a better solution than this very manual command process. I saw some inexperienced judges making calls that led to hiccups in the tournament, and just a lot of like basic things such as like paying too much for venues and things that I have a really big background in because I used to do a lot of TOing in the Smash community as well as like local like smaller land stuff for League of Legends. So I've always really had this really strong passion for helping run tournaments and running events for various games, especially when I was involved with Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had, I was really active in the competitive scene as well for many years. And I kind of burnt myself out because in high school I was basically semi-professional for League of Legends and I played a ton of professional, or not professional Yu-Gi-Oh! but like a lot of very competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! and was basically a grinder. So I always liked the energy of tournaments, but I don't really want to compete them anymore. So I figured being a TO would be a perfect niche for it, especially for something like Commander, where there isn't really much built out. Because before we came along, it was basically just Monarch. And then even when we first started, Chaos was around, but they were just doing webcam. And it seems like Chaos is going to continue to do just webcam. So there isn't really a lot of people doing this for in-person tournaments, at least in the, in the States. So saw a big gap there, wanted to get in on it. 
uh, Zane, who's one of the other founding members, he has a lot of tech experience and software development. He's like, if you're in, I know that you have a lot of experience. You're super organized. We can make this happen, and I'll write your code and make a, a better pairing system. And sure enough, I was like that. So him and I, we just started talking, very preliminary stuff. We started to form a little bit of a team, and that's where I ended up going uh, and reaching out to Mike over here. So Mike and I, we knew each other for several years before Eminence formed. And for people who aren't familiar, I'll let him talk a little bit more, but he ran a smaller uh, tournament organization group called DDM, which ran basically the first in-person CDH tournament, at least stateside, that was like of larger scale. I believe it was around 60-ish people. Mike can give you these exact numbers in a mm -hmm. second. But I knew he had the experience. He was good. He's really good with people. I know he's an extremely effective leader. Uh, he does a lot of the stuff that Zay and I can't do because for people who don't know Zay and I super well, we're not so good at doing a lot of the public-facing stuff and fostering those types of relationships with like game stores, hotel chains, and all that kind of thing. So while we have the really good technical skills to run good events, all the other things that go on in the back end, we knew we couldn't do. So I basically reached out to Mike one day. I was like, hey, do you want to be our boss? And he was like, are you sure? And I'll let him take, sure. take it away from there. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just a mirror on that. So, yes, DDM is where I started from. I wasn't a tournament grinder. I've always been interested in TCGs. Um, Magic has been something that has been, you know, a mainstay in my life since about 2016. Um, I used to have a really, really terrible social anxiety. I have... Um, ADHD, I'm all over the spectrum doing a lot of things, but Magic's is the only time that I can actually, my brain can focus on one thing and I can decide to make it do that. So um, it's been really important to me and a really, you know, crucial part of my life. And I wanted to make more of it happen. Uh, and that's when I kind of decided to see if I could throw tournaments, see if I could throw events. Um, very first one was uh ddm that's the one that you guys know about so that's the cdh event um we had 63 people there i knew no one right so um it was me and brayden uh brayden will always have a soft spot in my heart because of that um i still talk to him to this day and we still have very fond memories of that event we held it in a bar uh the bar uh had we had a full restaurant to ourselves um, and we ended up making them tons of money. We, uh, the prize pool was reasonable. I learned a lot that day just in terms of event management and how to pull it off. But also what I learned is just how passionate the CEDH community is about the things that they love and what they want to do. Um, you're hard pressed to find a group of individuals that, uh, are more passionate about their decks. Uh, their tournaments, their games, their matches, their counts, their leaderboard, anything like that. You're, it's going to be a challenge to find people that are more into it um, just due to a subset of different variables. But either way, uh, DDM happened. We had DDM2 lined up. We were actually going to go large scale with that. We, we were really having some exciting conversations, and then COVID hit. Um so we, we ended up putting that off uh, for a minute there. And then uh, I thought about it for literally all of COVID, just how can I improve? How can I do this better? How can I do that better? You know, watching the online events. Um, little known fact about me, I am the shadow no one sees. No one knows who I am, where I'm at, what I'm doing. I'm in every single Discord, even the ones you don't know. Uh, I'm... I'm everywhere. Um, but so I spent all this time just watching and lurking and looking and listening to the community to say, okay, yeah, we have these events, right? We, we do have these events and I'll, I'll never poo poo on people's parade for the events of what's been had in the past because we stand on the shoulders of giants, right? We, we can't just come out the streets with a banger and that's it. You live, you learn. That's what you do. Um, but the community is also very vocal. You have to listen to the community. You can't just say, you know, f definitively, I have the answer. That's what it is. Community, get with it or get off. It's not really that. So the more I listen, the more I look, the more I watch, you start pulling out all these little central pieces of, you know, the community wants this. They want that. They're concerned about this. They like that thing. They want to do this over here. They like that. 
and you start to piece these pieces together and I started to be a little bit more vocal about it. And that's when Mikey reached out to me to say, Hey, you know, I know you missed doing this. Do you still have an idea of, you know, wanting to get involved? Hell yeah. I'll run it. Let's go. I got two years of pent up excitement. Let's do this thing. So we, we hit the ground running. Um, lots of really interesting ideas right off the bat. Punt city was a dominating success um we've recently come into to some fun information of uh some folks had some not great ideas on how we were going to survive whether or not we were going to make it whether or not we were this that or the third you know we were that we were a splash in a pond we were going to fade out and that was going to be it right um you know we're going to sell 20 tickets we're going to sit in this hotel room sad and that's it uh, we capped the event in three weeks. We had a wait list of close to 40 to 50 people that cycled out. Um, we held a 4K with some huge sponsors. We had uh, our vendors were actually designed and, and, and built efficiently for the groups, right? Some of that feedback you hear is, hey, you know, you can have vendors, but have vendors that bring commander stuff. Don't have vendors that bring me popper modern this commander event to bring commander stuff so it's stuff like that that we see we take note of and we consistently churn and twist and pull the levers to try to maximize the value of an edh event it's the reason why you know some of the side events and stuff like that are going to start pivoting more into edh events because you brought 100 card decks you didn't pack a variety this isn't you know everything so we're very proud of where we're at. We um, we have a long ways to go. Uh, we're kind of looking at things in a way that is we're going to connect the dots between, you know, all of these little ideas that everyone has and all these wants that the community has. We're going to close the gap. That's that's what Eminence does. Yeah. No. So. All of that. <laughs> yeah. All of that is, is really cool <laughs> shit. So yeah, for for the longest time here, kind of as cdh has grown as a community game there has really only been like one source to go to for tournaments and events so it was it's really cool to see as things develop to see where eminence is developing and where, where the community is growing along with it i think like some really cool things that, that have really developed from this is one people recognize that there isn't only just one option anymore right that there's yep. there's more places to go and more places to play and those options are more accessible to more players i think the biggest appeal that i had when first learning about eminence is not only is it another to that's running cdh events but it's affordable they're they're running these events in affordable locations and, and the tournament itself is more affordable it's a proxy friendly event right the the tickets are at a reasonable price and the places that you're going for these events like even though you you have to pay to travel these, these are places that are inexpensive to travel to the hotels are really cheap and it makes it so more people can actually go to these events and and you're not pricing people out of the format which is something that i really respect as a player and i think a, a lot of players feel the same way right when, when something's affordable and accessible well then uh you can say nothing but good things for that yeah, yeah. Um, i think uh go ahead Go ahead, Mikey. Uh, as I said, I think one of the biggest things that sets us apart from just other, not even just within the CDH space, but tournament organizer groups as a whole, is for one, Zane's a machine. I think Mike would agree with this. Like, you tell him to do something, and he gets it done, and he gets it done. Yeah, it's not even that he gets it done quickly and it's just falling apart. Um, like, it's like, you know, stuck together with duct tape. Like, when he says it's ready, like, it's seamless. And that's something that I think is really clear when you see our software, see the website, see how seamless all that is. But I think the bigger thing is we are very much player focused. And I know every group probably wants to claim that, but as Mike was talking about with the vendors, do you know how many vendors we talk to? Because we, we talk to them, it's like, oh, we want you to do this. And like, oh yeah, we're interested. Your tables are kind of like fairly priced because when we're starting out, you know, we can't charge a thousand, two thousand dollars a table. That's just unreasonable. So like a lot of vendors were reaching out to us interested. We had a vet through them, and actually Mike went to a bunch of their stores to see what their collections looked like. Because we're like, you need to have commander cards. And of course, everyone's just going to yes-man you. And so Mike would actually go to the stores and be like, mm -hmm. you said you have commander stuff. I don't see a single dual land here. Also, I said high-end foils. You showed me something that came out from the FNM. He's like, that's not what I mean by high-end foils. So there's a lot of stuff that people don't see that you know we don't talk about on Twitter. And a lot of people within even the own organization don't see. Like, for instance, our judge staff. I found Max. Yep. That was not easy. 
And Max is awesome, and I am so thankful that we did find him because he is so phenomenal. But I went through like 30 other judges that were interested in this position before I landed on Max. And I think it just really shows like we, because it wasn't just I needed to find someone who was an L2 who was qualified. I went with Max because he runs 60 to 100 person monthlies for CEDH. And not only that, he has a team of people that runs those events with him. So you can just think that was finding a needle in the haystack. So it took a lot of effort, but like that's what really sets us apart. Like we really sit down, like the hotel blocks. We didn't, we don't pick the flashiest, most expensive hotels, sure, but we get it so that all of our hotel blocks are a hundred dollars a night. So we get it. Flights are expensive, but if you can get that flight, we're trying to keep the weekend for you and your friends because if we're assuming people share rooms, we want your weekend to be under three hundred dollars, excluding flights, because obviously flights is a lot. Like if you're going. At West Coast to East Coast, that's $500. But we we're trying to get it. Once you get to the venue, yeah. you could spend $300 and have a good weekend. So we put a lot of effort into all that to really make it so that everything is accounted for. The players have a good time. The vendors are have the stuff that players want. Our judges actually know what's going on. And for you two, like you are competitors, I feel like you might be able to speak to this. Like I feel like our judge staff is second to none for this. Like we Our tournament, we did five rounds the first day, and we were done by 530 with turns. Like, that was everything. It was 5.30, we yep. were done, yeah. we had a dinner break, then I we think, went back to the venue. Yeah, I, I think Punt City was, like, a huge uh, example of, like, just how good the judge staff was. Uh, because I was, like, blown away. I remember I came home, and the, the first thing I told Kian about the event was, like, there was, like, no hiccups or problems throughout the whole thing. Like, everything was very clearly outlined. Everybody knew what was going on. If a mistake was made, the player was notified why a decision was being handled a certain way. It was like I had no qualms with, with anything that was being done throughout that whole weekend, and I think that it showed, like, the professionalism of that, the, the judge staff specifically uh, that Eminence has. It was really impressive. Yeah, yeah. not only with... Uh, not only, like, what you said, Mikey, like, uh, catering to the player, I think, is, like, what makes set you guys sets you guys apart from like the, the your other competitors and like all the news that i hear from punt city is overwhelmingly positive like i didn't attend punt city but every time someone mentions punt city they're like oh my god that that was the best tournament i've ever been to everything went off without a hitch and then i go to oko and it's like 12 hours for day one so it's kind of, or 13 hours whatever but that's besides the point i just heard overwhelmingly positive stuff so yeah Mike, you're going to say something? Yeah. Being a TO, being a tournament organizer, no matter how you want to paint it, right, um, in full transparency, throwing the event is the easy part, right? The judge calls, that's hard, right? But it's the small stuff. Anybody can be a great TO. We just built Command Tower. You want to be a great TO, download Command Tower, run your event. All you need to know how to do is to report wins and hit pair. That's it. It's all you need to do. The rest of it will just work, right? But the details are how you have a successful event. Yes, we could have a flashy, big, extravagant $45,000 event. Yeah, we could do that. That Done. Easy. Check the books. Let's go. But, one, is it sustainable? Can we do that repetitively, month in, month out? No. Right, and the players don't care. We we play in LGSs. We play at our kitchen table. No LGS. You're playing on a fold-out six by three table. Nobody cares if you're playing on some marble. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is that the vendor is giving you what you want. The judges are making the right calls. The time when we say start, when I say go, that's when the staff activates. That's it. So as a player, you want to know. Oh, pairings are up. It's go time. And you do that. And you do that day in and day out. And you prioritize the player, the player feedback, what you see, what you hear. I didn't like being silent for two years. I didn't like not being able to do what I love to do, which is bring people together and solve this problem of connectivity and, you know, expression, which is CEDH. So what did I do for two years? I took a hell of a lot of notes and watched a lot of failure. That's just fact. That's just what it is. Right. But there's some there's a lot of positive notes that are out there, too. The, the biggest thing is you need to pay attention to the details because that's how you become successful within this space. Right. And I'm not saying that we're successful or we, we are, we aren't or anything like that. Right. We're doing great right now. But we bust our ass every day to do this shit. And it's listening every day to 
better CEDHU, to better uh, the the Eminence Discord, to do stuff like this, to have these conversations, to listen to the feedback and all that stuff, right? We build specific channels just to solve problems. We build applications. You don't like the database? I'll tell you about the Codex project we're working on. You don't like this? I'll tell you about that project we're working on. We're problem solvers because the community deserves that. I'm not worried about lining my pockets, to be honest, because if we do it right, that'll happen. I'm not concerned. It doesn't matter. The community needs to be taken care of. The community taken care of, they'll take care of you. Don't matter anything in the middle, right? Yeah. I Doing think the I... event is the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> I think a really good example of, like, listening to the community is one that I had with, with Mikey. Where I remember, like, after Punt City, I ended up, like, I ended up missing my flight and, and spending the night at Mikey's house. And I remember talking with him and being like, hey, this event went really well. And I think everything about it was really great. And I said, I have one complaint. I said, the only complaint I have is that I work a ton of online events and streams. And I was like, I, that's like my bread and butter. It's what I do. Yeah. And, I, and I really enjoy running streams. And I was like, I think there's a lot of improvement to be made with Eminence's stream quality. I was like, I think your casters are great casters. I know Scoots. I know Ashani. I think like how the stream was run and this and that. I was like, I see where there can be some improvements. And um, a few months later, you guys hired me <laughs> to come and, and help improve streams and make improvements. You help. And, and yeah, and I was like, th it just shows like your initiative towards yeah. towards working towards these things. Like you guys brought on Shauna to become like a, a, a caster and a video editor and help you guys to improve your, your quality and reach online. You brought on me to do the same. And then you hired other people to help manage streams and do things. And you, you, you guys heard like the one thing that there was a ne any negative feedback on you nipped it in the bud as soon as possible. There were and two things. There were two things. So one of them was the stream, and the other one was space. They didn't mm -hmm. like the way the tables were laid out. So I'll tell you what. There will never, ever be tables set up like that again. And the space in Silicon Dynasty that we're going to twice is over a 1,000 square foot larger. So resolved <laughs> yeah and that's and that's like amazing shit right like like as soon as someone said like hey i think that this needs improvement you guys were like we see that and, and we respect that and we're going to make an effort to change it and i don't think anybody mm -hmm. else does that you know what i mean and like another great example here is like mox masters right the recent online mox masters tournament it, it was ran by eminence and you know there it, the event went great it was an amazing time and people complained about timing right they're like it was really long the online vet you know may have taken longer than normal and you guys worked endlessly alk worked endlessly <laughs> me and for, hours. for 48 hours did an <laughs> yeah. entire scientific report i'm a molecular <laughs> biologist by trade he's going to get like a phd in biochem and we sat down and broke out everything like yeah it's, whole thing it blew me away he came he came he we have a we have a team chat for eminent staff and he came out with like a document like 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 uh, like uh and just laid out all the math to why we're going to change the tournament structure to better help the players and i was like this is insane dude like this is more effort than i think anybody expects out of out of not only a to but like an online to specifically and and you guys put in the work and it shows and i think the players really recognize that yeah, it's, I mean, it's about the expectation and just, like, trying to set – the players want a thing, and, it, like, you can't have everything. Some some folks are just wildly unrealistic, and that's just <laughs> fact. But there's, like, 90% of it you can have. If you sit up on your your horse and you know everything, well, then you can solve nothing. Because if a problem comes up, you clearly already have the solution. So why didn't you implement it in the first place? And that's why the team dynamic comes into play. I play chess with people. That's my job, right? Mikey go here, Zane's over there, Ryan do this thing, Adam here, blah, 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 right? That's my job, right? But they're smarter than me in their respective categories. I have to trust them. Adam, you're a better streamer than I'll ever be. That's fine. Here, here you go. Go do your thing, right? Same with Scoots, Shauna. That's just how this works. So if a problem comes up or a report comes out or feedback or whatever it is, we have a group that's already committed to solving that thing. Just here's the feedback. Go. So it makes it efficient. We can, we can problem solve well. And, like, everybody leaves the ego at the door. You don't know everything, period. And the minute you think you do, now we got problems because you need to learn something.
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think I think that really benefits the the the, te- the team dynamic and, and how Eminence as a as a tournament organizer performs. Now, speaking of like all these improvements and all these things and and the direction in which Eminence has has driven itself and, and where it plans to take itself, um, we are coming up on the year 2023, and in doing so, Eminence has slated a large group of events already in advance for the year. I believe it's it's four events total that we're doing as a team, uh, starting with Silicon Dynasty. So I guess we can we can take this whichever direction you want. We can either talk about Silicon Dynasty force first, or we can talk about the whole circuit and then dive dive into Silicon Dynasty as a whole. Uh, I'm gonna let Mikey ride that one. <laughs> uh, we'll just go into like the overview of the circuit, then we can dive more into Silicon Dynasty. But basically, the way that works is that we'll have four different events, and part of the goal of these events is that we're gonna try to hit different parts of the U.S. So Punt City. That's, uh, lack of a better term, we're going to call it our bread and butter. That's where we started. Mike and I, two of the founding members, we're both from Philadelphia. It's in Phoenixville, but it's close enough to Philly. It's like, you know, close enough. But that's like where it all started. So we're going to go back to there um, in March. Then we have Atlanta. We're going to try to get an event down in the south because, once again, CEDH has really not been explored very much in the U.S. especially. And like pretty much all the events that have happened, it's our Punt City event which was outside Philadelphia, uh, November, Oktoberfest, which was Philadelphia once again. And then there was um, Marchesa, which was in uh, Seattle slash, um, you know, like Washington State area. So we're trying to go south. There hasn't been something there yet, uh, or at least like big on this scale. So we want to hit up that community, try to see if there's interest. If there is, we'll make it a regular thing. And also we just want to make sure everyone feels heard because um, as everyone in this call, at least I'm, I'm, I'm sure familiar with, is a lot of West Coast players kind of felt like they were either ignored or they haven't been appreciated for one reason or another. There's a lot of random stuff that fed into that, but either way, they feel neglected because there hasn't been a lot of tournaments out there. These groups are focusing on other areas. I think having two events in Philadelphia back-to-back, which really was not planned. It was just that's where we picked a city, and Marnock picked that city pretty much at the same time as us. Like we, like It was one of those things where like it happened. I reached out to Libby. and was like, we didn't know you were doing that. Did you know we were doing this? It's like, no, like we're – Let's talk in the future so that this doesn't happen <laughs> and, and for like events in March that we're doing in the same city back to back. But regardless, lots of things are happening. So different parts of the U.S. clearly feel like they're being neglected and that tournaments aren't coming to them. So one, we want to have our software be so, as Mike was saying, anyone who wants to run an event, you can do it. Like, it's easy. You put the names into the software. As long as you can handle your money and budget it correctly, you're good. But, you know, if you want to run out, run, up some, run some debt, run out a venue, throw a tournament, it'll be super easy. You can still do it. Um, so we're trying to go all around, and all this will bottle up into our Nationals event, which will be in the Midwest. We're still nailing down the exact city, but it's still going to be in the Midwest somewhere. So once again, trying to give representation to everywhere in the country. And um, I'll let Mike go a little bit more into it, but basically we're going to have our four flagship events. We're going to try to run those back every year. We might change around cities a little bit, and then at the end of the year we're going to have more of a convention. So for people who weren't at Punt City and aren't going to Silicon Dynasty, these are smaller. They're going to be all 128 to 160 people, basically a hotel like meeting room or something along those lines that can fit between 200, 250 people. So it's mostly the tournament. There will be free play area, but for the most part, it is you're coming to compete and like lobby con. And then nationals is where we're trying to do more of an actual command fest where we'll have artists, cosplayers, uh, more side events, more fleshed out things. And there will still be a a CDH tournament. It'll be like the focus of the event or like at the center. But it's going to be like GPs of old where, yeah, sure, there's a 10K for Modern going on. But guess what? There's a million other things you can do. You just got to show up and then sign up for what you want. But I'll let Mike go a little bit more into how it all, like, bottles up together. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Mikey, you paint a good picture there. And I will say that I have a uh, less than a three-month-old child at home. So if delicate screaming in the background is heard, it's probably because he's hungry or his diaper's getting changed. There he is, right there. You hear him? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have our uh, the full circuit for next year, right? So um, Mikey kind of laid out what it is, right? Four events, and then we have our big national event. But the idea overall was, uh, you know, CEDH doesn't have, like, a respected circuit, like, uh, almost a, a grinder events, right? 
we have folks like Ian, we have folks like Charles and, you know, all these people that love to go to these events and try to make it to every single one. doesn't matter who's putting it on. doesn't matter where it is. I'm going to it. That's it. I'm there. The problem is none of it like aligns and has like a trackable, this is what I've done within this space type thing where like you can say, oh, I did an SCG thing. I did all year and I got up to nationals and did this thing and whatever, right? So we thought it would be really cool to have an event structure like that where you could start out and you could actually play your way through it and then nationals happens and you're like you're playing for big money now big money is figurative right we're not scg we're not any of these crazy things where we have millions of dollars to throw around we're not there yet yet right but you know can we throw a 10k can we do like a big the biggest cedh event right not by numbers and again this comes back to player knowledge and and listening to the community a lot of the community will tell you, oh, I can't wait until there's a 500-person CEDH event. Y'all some psychopaths. I'll say that right up front because that will be the longest CEDH event in the history of humankind, okay? That'll be seven days, 12-hour days back-to-back, all right? We ain't doing all that. But <laughs> um, Nationals will run probably 160, but there'll be 160 of already, like, somewhat pre-qualified in an upper bracket and then you'll have some folks that bought in to kind of climb their way up right it'll still be open but there's this qualifier process so it makes it value add to go to these minor events in the middle and work your way into it but it'll also be a command fest style event it's our way as a celebration of edh to bring all these things together a lot of events, they run things like legacy events where they run. At Punt City, we did a popper event, right? And while it did fire and it was fun, it wasn't as big as we thought it was going to be. And if I take a minute and I just think back to any event that is a thing and then all the side events attached to it, the side events, even at some of my events or other ones that I've been to, have always been way smaller than people anticipate them to be. And the reason or the logic behind it, in my mind, and I think it's been proven pretty consistently at this point, is because the format is totally different from what they've come to intentionally to do. So when we look at Command Fest and we look at the celebration of EDH, the side events that are tied to this are things that are derivatives of EDH. Popper EDH, no ban lists, user planeswalker, fucking uh, the, the random little ones that like there's these huge followings for but never get any love right the one where you can use your planeswalker as your uh your commander and stuff. Oath, like oathbreaker like tiny oathbreaker right like yeah. stuff like that and there's these little groups that exist you have these play spaces for people to go do this everybody brought commander decks i know people that wheel in with suitcases of commander deck that's what you brought you didn't bring a popper deck. You didn't bring a legacy deck or vintage or modern or anything like that. You brought commander. So let's give you a place that you can play commander of any variety. And that's what nationals is. It's a 10K CEDH event, but it'll have this celebration of EDH vibe that goes all the way around it. And it's just built to bring everyone together. So a lot of yeah. the money and investment and everything else in the first four events goes into making sure that that event is like off the wall for everybody but we can do it again in 2024 so i, I think it's so cool i think it's so cool that you guys have a national event right because like all the other formats like standard modern legacy like it's a competitive format because you you ha you play all these tournaments to go to like an scg like invitational or like a modern like whatever like uh, end of the year grand thing yeah. commander edh has never had that before <laughs> so i think it's so cool that you guys are implementing something that people will be like okay i can go to these tournaments now and not not just to see my friends and win like maybe 60 bucks or something tickets. but i'm I going there tickets. to yeah tickets i i'm going there <laughs> to play for something at the end of the year which i think is, is really cool and adds like another competitive dynamic to this format that no one has implemented before so yeah. we're very proud like, we're proud of the work for sure yeah like as mike said and how he's in every discord server just listening like um so like earlier this year there was tier one con 
pretty cool event. I don't really have any qualms with anything that happened there. It seemed like it, it, I, did, I, I didn't get to make it this year, but it seemed like everything went well. However, a lot of people had issues that it was uh, advertised as the World Championship for Commander. Like, there was no qualifiers that led to it. It was in Europe. But we see that there's interest for that. I mean, the competitive, the pro circuit for, like, SCG and all this stuff, it's kind of dying, unfortunately, for 60-card formats. Yeah. So we saw this opening where, okay... Let's try to get this going in Commander, because it's a format that both Mike and I love. It's our favorite way to play Magic. Like, we play other formats, but at the end of the day, we are both would identify, like, we're Commander players. Yeah. So let's try to get this competitive edge to our format. And I think people who know me a little bit more, they can really see, like, how I've been doing that. Like, I've been reaching out to so many 60-card players. I've been trying to get them more integrated into the format. I've been trying to, like, support their channels and be like, yo, look, like, please make some more, like, CEDH content. All that kind of thing. Like, introduce them to more players. Cobalt talks about it a lot. Or, uh, Brian Cobalt, uh, you, you all might know him as Bosch and Roll. He talks about it a lot and how, like, SCG Columbus, him and I actually stayed at an Airbnb together. And when he uh, dropped out of the modern event that he was playing that weekend, I just brought him to the command zone area, kind of just, like, smuggled him in, like, got him, like, a free badge. <laughs> and I was like, here's uh, playing with power. Like, here's Ryan, here's Mike, here's Zach, here's Drake. Oh, also... Here's um, my friend Alana. She does really well at CDH events. Uh, their tag is Aura. And he just ended up not even doing Modern on Sunday at all and just playing Commander with us. And I'm just trying to get some more of that, like, show, like, one, it's interesting to 60-card players because I think they add a lot to the format since they are much more just competitively focused than I feel a lot of us are. And also, get the stakes good enough to where people want to compete. Like, I don't think where Circuit will ever be built out enough to where people can do what they used to do with SCGs where... They didn't have a job and were just competing at all these tournaments, making enough to live. That's not what we're trying to do, but we want it to be enough where you're willing to pay for a flight to come to nationals because if you win, you could win thousands of dollars and like actually have those types of stakes on the line to bring out better players and for encourage people to have tighter play, help yeah. an actual meta establish for Commander, and also just add more legitimacy to our format because Commander in general definitely has a stigma where it's more casual focused, which I agree with it is. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that us on the CDHN, which are definitely a small percentage of commander players, but we have that drive and we're willing to do it. So we're trying to give <clears> that <throat> side an outlet as well as pull in other people that might feel their competitive edge is being neglected because a lot of tournaments and things are kind of dying in the magic scene, unfortunately, and, at the moment. And and I think we're still or we're in the early stages of seeing the uh, the ripened fruit that you've sown because a lot of 60-card players now are like coming to the format be like, okay, hey, guys, listen. It's not as bad as you think. You should come play. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I think it's, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic for sure because you run into, like Mikey said it, uh, nicely, they think on a different axis than we do. So it's interesting to watch them pick cards and def de define why they're good in ways that, like, you don't typically think about. Um listening to like uh uh bryant from the epic epic the epic storm epic storm yeah talk, uh, listening to him talk about dramatic reversal once just dramatic reversal not scepter just dramatic reversal i was like <laughs> hey that's actually not bad <laughs> <laughs> and they just think about stuff in a weird like in a different way than we usually do and that's ultimately what you want for any gameplay you want people to think uniquely about what they're doing and where they're doing it and how they're doing it yeah. and what their logic is and defend it. That's part of the reason why CEDHU exists is because people are coming in and they have these ideas and they're crazy bombastic things. And some of them are super creative and work really, really well. And some of them you have to like pull the rope back a little bit and say, Hey, you're a little bit off, but you're close. So let's, let's back up five feet and go 10 this way. And then we're, we're off to the races. But it's interesting to see how the community's growing and how all these things are happening. And then with our tournaments and whatnot, like Mikey said, develop an actual meta, develop this circuit, develop these, these experiences overall, because commander does have a variance thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's just because somebody in the comments somewhere is going to be like, Oh, can't be tournaments. Cause variance raw. I get it. But when, you have Swiss for the first five or six rounds or whatever your number is going to be. Your variance portion of that gets a little bit smaller, a lot smaller. And 
you can kind of tuck it away over here and then you start seeing these people that are super skilled at this format rise to the top consistently time and time and time again yeah, like, playing like wild as as decks variant, as much as variance is a thing in yeah. like every almost every event every he goes to event he top and then like that Brian motherfucker Cobal. don't miss yeah. and then like Brian <laughs> like Cobal who I think objectively was the best magic player that was at Oko yeah he ended up winning. I don't think that was a coincidence. Like, sure, variance no. does play a factor into things, but time and time again, you see top 16s look very consistent. Like, I feel like, uh, like Adam and Kean, I think we could look at any tournament, like, say, Mox Masters, the next one that happens. We could look at the player pool, and I think we could guess about half a top 16 by blindly looking mm -hmm. at the player pool, not even knowing what decks they're on. Just being like, oh, yep. these people, like, Ian's competing. Probably will make it. Like top four. Zane, Zane's yep. competing. Probably will make top sixteen. Yeah. You know, things, sick robots. Like you could look at the list and you could get really close. You won't get all top sixteen. I think that's where it starts to get ridiculous. But it's kind of wild that you could look at that list, not even know what people are playing, not even know what their pods look like, and be like, yeah, here's probably eight people that are going to make top sixteen. Yeah, yeah. And that like ultimately is where like the circuit comes into play because we want to be able to provide that experience as well. Right, secret sauce. Right, we're working on profiles within our system so that you can look at it. You can. You guys up. are profiling people in your system already. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we're we're tracking yes. like Elo and but, percentages. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at like win percentages of your 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 matches and everything else, right? So trying to figure out how good is Ian really? Like he's top four in everything. Did he win a whole bunch? Did he draw? What was his points? And you can pull up like these player cards that exist within, you know, Command Tower to be able to look at all these things. But you can't do that without multiple events back to back. Anybody can go, yep, I won Oko 18, 19, 20, and 22. Okay. But did you win Eminence 1, 2, 3, 4, and then Nationals? And not by win. I, I think win is a weird bar. But if you went top 16 in four Mox Masters and cleared top 16 in three of the four Eminence events going into Nationals, I'm sorry, you're a good player. That's it. That's factual. Like, you don't get debate on that now. Right? Yeah, I, Variance is yeah, no longer a thing. <laughs> yeah, like on, on Mike's note, too, like, obviously Variance plays a role, but for me, it's like if someone top 16... In all honesty, I view that the same as someone who wins the tournament because that's where I feel the variance starts to come into play. Like, if you were able mm -hmm. to get out of Swiss and make it a top 16, yeah. and now there's two games that are separating you from a top 16 player and winning, at that point, I'm viewing you more or less as equal unless you're doing this consistently over and over again, just winning, 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 winning. Like, I'd say yeah. Ian is trying to get to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, like, Ian is he's just a bit better than other people that are running these events right now because not only is he top 16ing every event, he is making top four at them, and he won, what, like two or three events back-to-back-to-back? To back to back. Like, yep. That's where you start to see it's like Varian starts to fall off. Like, if Varian's was such a big issue, Ian should not be able to do that, but he is just better than some yeah. people. He's just yeah. built different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> different sometimes. Um, I think that we want to segue then into um, Silicon Dynasty specifically because that's the next in-person event that we sure. get going on. But before we get into that, uh, Kian, do you want to handle your little segment here? All right. So this is the best segment of the show. Flavor <laughs> text of the week. For those of you just tuning in or don't know what this segment is, it's where we try to stump you, the audience, and the guys on the podcast with some challenging flavor text trivia. If you'd like to participate, listen carefully, and put your answer in our Discord, uh, in the flavor text channel judge, or the flavor text judge channel for a chance to win a free pack on us. Scorish and Looter, listen, stop guessing them, or get, stop getting them correct so fast, okay? Relax. People have to get them. Okay. All right, so first one I will do will be for the guests on this show. All right, so this one is kind of an easy one, right? Both of you guys will get it. It's, it's a C-E-D-H <laughs> playable card. Okay. Island. What? No. Alright, so. <laughs> that one, I believe, more than Island. But, uh, alright, so. A good deal of tyranny goes by the name of protection. 
Crystal Eastman, equality or protection? I'll say it again. A good deal of tyranny goes by the name protection. Crystal Eastman, equality or protection? Is that so? This is for us. This is for you guys. Okay. Um, is it defense grid? All right, is we're it? printing of defense grid. Wait, it is defense grid? Oh, no <laughs> oh, way. It's the first time I've ever gotten one right. No way. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, which printing? I'm going to assume it's the, I don't know. I'm going to assume it's the new one. Uh, Eighth the edition. New retro. Ninth. Ninth. Damn. Ninth. Dude, I think I'm, they have the same one. God, how did I'm you? I'm so what? fucking hyped about What's that? What's going on here, dude? Dude, that was it's, insane. He got that pre-podcast nap. That's what it was. <laughs> Rest it up. It just, ready to go. It also, it also just shows you how closely I read my cards. Like, I've been so high on Defense Grid recently ever since uh, Bryant started playing it more. And I'm just no, like, I you guys don't under. It, no. I know it costs two mana to cast and what it does. I don't know the fucking flavor text. You, like get, you, get, you guys you Zero guys have flavor no text in this head. None. No, you guys have no idea. I suck at this game. Like, I'm actually the worst ever at this game. And anytime. This is true. Ian, he, or anytime Kian brings a guest on, they clap my cheeks, okay? It's just like, I, I'm so bad at this I know goal. zero flavor text. Of yeah. So do I. I don't, read, I don't even, I don't even know all. the text. I don't know the actual text on the card. I think I know the flavor text on the card. So I, I mess up so much stuff. So the fact oh, that I got that right on the first try. I'm, I'm very know. surprised you got that right. I we was like... End- I was like, Mikey's going to get this one, maybe. Maybe Mike. Definitely not Adam. Adam's well, never no. gets these. Well, I had to Adam, this is, like... this is what, episode 23? Yeah, 23. He's never right, got so one. you one in 23. That's a better record here than CDH. Yes, that is probably. <laughs> <laughs> anybody wants, if anybody wants to know my CDH record, feel free to at accepted on Twitter. He'll gladly post it. Go get him, Alex. Go get him. Well, you don't right, get so anyways. no redemption round. Go right into the one for the for the audience. Yeah, right, right into the one for the audience. All right. This is bigger than you, all of you. Tezzeret. All right, that's all you get. Awesome. I expect Scorch to get this uh, in a minute, even though we haven't <laughs> uploaded the episode yet. Yeah. It was definitely they, Teferi. They, they, they scry followed anyways. But, uh, um, he does, true. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. I just woke up from that. I was still tired from my nap. I'm wide awake now. That was so Adam was asleep. Now he's awake. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. So we'll go, right, we'll go right into it. So the next event that Eminence is hosting, we've alluded to it a bunch of times. We've, we've kind of, like, you know, uh, subtweeted it, shadow added it, whatever you want to call it. We've been talking about Silicon Dynasty. Um, Silicon Dynasty holds a special place in my heart because it's going to be the first ever IRL tournament that I will have the opportunity to cast and call, which I'm like super hyped about because I only do online events. That's like my big thing. I got my nice setup here. Everybody likes it, but but now I get to do it for real in the trenches, right? So I'm super hyped for mm-hmm. that. And you guys have you, put in. You uh, say in the trenches, but it's gonna be pretty fucking. No, it's so like, uh, Scoots and Ashani, they were in the trenches at Pun yeah. City because we 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 definitely Sweating ass neglected. room yeah. for twelve hours. Yeah, I remember locking in the yeah. street room and seeing like webcams taped to shit and fucking like blue yetis taped to yo. the desk. I'm like, when okay. I tell this- you, yo, we had so many problems with the stream setup that the fact that one existed and they crushed it and we made money off of it is astonishing because like we had a dope setup we had cameras we had cables we had all kind of stuff but slowly throughout the morning every ball just kept dropping (laughs) and we didn't know what was happening and finally i was like all right we need to get something going so what you saw was what you got. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, I, I, when I yeah, when I say in the trenches, that's quite the exaggeration because it's gonna be like a yeah, because you have Honoru who's gonna just be like setting you all up using all his tech that he uses professionally for SCG. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but but yeah, so I'm hyped. I'm excited for so. <laughs> but but you guys have put in a ton of work to make this event something cool. I know that for specifically. This is an event that, that you guys hold really close, specifically Zane, I think, holds it really, really close because this is a, a West Coast event in California. So this is yep. a, a, a community or a group of people that um, has, has been very vocal about feeling like the CDH community has kind of left them behind. 
And, you know, you guys have heard that as evidence and said, you know what, then we're going to bring the CDH community to you um, rather than forcing you to go everywhere else just to be a part of it. And so this event is going to be kind of awesome. We're going to see a lot of meta things that we don't normally see because we, we consume a lot of content, a lot of things out of the East Coast. Um, and yeah. so, like, going to the West Coast and being able to provide this tournament is, is a huge deal. And um, why don't you guys kind of talk about what, what's gone into Silicon Dynasty and, and the things that you're excited for with the event? Um, yeah. Um, so, the West Coast, right? Um there has been a lot of chatter around how, you know, East Coast versus West Coast and how things have kind of transpired over time. Um, we wanted to provide the opportunity for an event to just exist out there and be comfortable and be well put on and, and gathered and everything else. So what we're seeing is it's kind of like Punt City in a way, where Punt City was kind of like this test event for eminence. Right? There were a lot of people that were like, no, they don't want to help. They want to isolate themselves. They, you know, they're the big bad kid in the corner that doesn't want any help, you know. And it was our way of just like kind of proving to ourselves and the community that we're we got this. We're okay. We're here for you. Give us the feedback. We'll adjust and do what we need to do. I think Silicon Dynasty it carries a lot of weight because it's like the proving ground, not for eminence, but for those folks to feel represented, to feel. Like they have a place, right? So it's not so much about the event. Like I said earlier, throwing the events, the easy part, you can rent out a space, throw up 18 tables and go ham. Like that's not a big deal, but making the event feel inclusive, making it feel open, making it feel like, Hey, West coasters, we see you. Like I recognize you. I might be on the East coast, but I know you're here. This is your place. This is where you go. Right. And that's been the focus. So, again, trying to make everything accessible, trying to make everything affordable, right? Do all of those things, check all those boxes so that the player experience is show up, play magic really well, walk away with money. That's it. That's what it is. And then everything outside of that is, wow, I really like it here. They do see me. They, they know I'm real, right? Um, there isn't hard lines drawn in the sand or this discourse or that or this cloud and this sandbox it, it, there isn't any of that we all play edh come play edh i don't care what coast you're on win your way to nationals that's in the middle of the country all y'all got access to that so let's go yeah yeah and on that note too it, it's also just a big proving thing because uh part of the reason why i want to get mike in on the company on top of just his experience and like I said, I, the conversation was literally me asking him, like, hey, do you want to be my boss? Because I just knew he's better at doing a lot of the stuff that I can't do. But it's also yeah. because I know, uh, like, everyone in Philly, he started to really embrace the name more recently. We all call him Dad. Like, <laughs> like I said, I've known him for yeah. a few years. But, yeah, no, it's always been the thing. He's just the super friendly, helpful one. He's always having a good time. He's always just, like, smiling, making sure everyone else is having a good time. And I was just like, okay, this is perfect. And also... Being from Philly, him and I are both just very no-nonsense. No I'm um, not going to name any names, but like when we were getting ready for Punt City, there was definitely, and even Silicon Dynasty, a few people, there's some people who were trying to flex that they're big names, and we're like, neat. Uh, we take cash or credit. $60. <laughs> if you would like to yeah. compete. And I'm just glad that him and I are both on the same wavelength with that, because you definitely don't really see that much, especially in the CDH community. So many people get special treatment, so many people get this or that. And for us, it's like, you all are competitors. We're not drawing lines in the sand. We're not, there's no VIPs. There's no, this person's better than this person. No, no, no. It's also why with our software for pairing, we use your actual name. We don't use your Discord handle. And I think that really helped at Punt City just make everyone feel more inclusive. Everyone felt on equal footing because it wasn't like, oh, I'm playing against this content creator. I'm playing against, you know, Ian. I'm not playing against Comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And that made against Morgan, we got not Spleen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we got a lot of positive feedback on that. And so us going to the West Coast is really just showing we are committed to this whole idea of everyone's equal. Because it would be a hell of a lot easier for Mike and I if we just had every event outside Philadelphia. Or oh like God. Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia or New York, you know, <laughs> something like that. Like we, we could do that all year. We could do that like bi-monthly, I think. But yeah. we're trying to show, like we're trying to help out everyone around the country. We want this to be an inclusive thing. We want nationals to really feel like this balled up event where... You 
are everything's accessible. Like obviously we can't go to every conceivable city, but it's like we have the East Coast event for the East Coasters. We got the Southern event for the people down in the South. We have the West Coast event for the West Coasters to make it out to. And I think it's just really big on proving our goals and like overall like our mission statement. Like we are committed to this, and we're just trying to make it so that commanders as accessible as possible at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. and we're, we're I mean <clears throat> not just nationals, but like painting a very large picture. It's about everybody that plays EDH has a home within an eminence event. Like, period. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter if you're Canada, Mexico, North America, Asia, Portugal, France, Belgium. Don't matter. We all play EDH. We all have 100 cards. We all love our deck. We all doing the same thing. So we're already very early stage in implementing all of these things globally. This isn't a just here thing. This is an everywhere thing. Because a lot of our discourse, a lot of the problems that we have is I believe this thing and I don't like what that person believes. And because we're not connected in any kind of way outside of the bird app, some of that shit comes off real aggressive. But if we both have these community driven events where we can go to these things and they're accessible and they're easy to get to and affordable and we can connect and we can bring all these things together with these tools that we're creating, right? As much as Eminence is an events group, we're Eminence Gaming, right? We are about gaming together, what that means, and bringing everybody together. So, this, yes, we have a circuit coming up. We're going to build everything out. Everybody's welcome. Silicon Dynasty is a great example to West Coast this and see, welcome everybody, you know, roll out the carpet, come on in. But what you're going to see is you have two West Coast next year, you have two East Coast next year at Nationals. Then in 2024, you have two in the Northeast, two in the Southeast, two in the Northwest, two in the Southwest at Nationals. And then on top of that, then you have ones that are global in other countries with teams that we're building out that right now, as we speak, right? It's yeah. a connectivity thing. This isn't just one little tiny piece. This is everywhere. We all play EDH. We all love it. There's no reason why we can't do it together. No, and I think that's I think that that's absolutely amazing. So Silicon Dynasty is going to be January 13th through the 15th, and it's going to be an absolutely amazing event. I know that I'm going to be there. Um, Kian unfortunately won't be able to make that one, but come both, on, both no, mics are going to be there. Oh, the MVP of Sadness. Oh, for two <laughs> over here. Kian, Miss one more event, yeah. and your record will be Adams. <laughs> Kian is like the MVP <laughs> of Sadness, but but we're going to make it out to Punt City too, because that one's that one's easier for all of us to go to. We're for sure going to be at Nationals because that one's in our backyard. Um, Whoop! I can so, really just walk over there with my long legs. Just step across <laughs> state border. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, and it's going to be an absolutely hype event. I think at, at the time of recording, Mike, how many tickets do we have left for Silicon Dynasty? Seventy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think seventy-eight, seventy-seven, it, seventy-eight. It's, been, like it's been going back and forth between know. seventy-eight, seventy-nine. I think someone keeps adding it to their cart and then not purchasing. Uh, we're over fifty percent. <laughs> but what you guys don't know, and this isn't a sales thing, Mikey will tell you, I don't kiss no asses. That's not my way. But. Um, what I will say is a lot of shops that we have, we have our affiliate network and you had mentioned that in Ian's movie, right? Yeah. So a lot of those shops actually have sign up sheets where players are actually signing up to come in groups because we have group discounts. If you bring four or more players, each of those people on that group save 10 bucks. So what you're seeing is the shop making this magical list of 18 people. And then when they go, okay, anybody else, boom, 20 tickets are gone. So it's not a sales tactic thing. I don't give a shit whether or not you buy your ticket today or tomorrow or two weeks from now, but the wait list is real. That shit comes on fast. And if Punt City is any indication and all the videos and network and everything else that's going on and the language from the shops is any indication, I would do it sooner rather than later. That's just my two piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, yeah. The tickets the tickets will sell fast. Pun City two was like overnight all of a sudden all the tickets were gone. So or yeah. for for the original Pun City. So like you don't wanna you don't wanna miss out, you don't wanna be late to the party. But um other than that, I think that um, we'll kinda move into our cleanup here and uh mm -hmm. and and wrap this thing up. But yeah, Silicon Dynasty, January thirteenth through the fifteenth. You can find your tickets at eminence uh is eminence dot events. 
Eminence.events slash Silicon Dash Dynasty. Boom. Slash Silicon Dash Dynasty. But that's where you can find all your tickets, all the extra information. <laughs> it shows you right there on the website how many tickets <laughs> are left. It shows you, uh, you know, how many yeah. days away we are from the event. It's next <laughs> month, actually. It's like literally it's literally a month it's four away. four weeks away, bro. Yeah. It's like four and a half weeks away. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, man. I'm a little yeah, – oh, it's going to be a good yeah. time. You yeah. get the tinglies now, huh? Imagine <laughs> yeah. my seat where I'm like, oh, shit, I got phone calls to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so uh, before we before we close this one up, I'll give you guys one more opportunity to, to shill whatever you got going on, whether it's CDHU, whether it's Eminence, whether you're appearing on any shows, uh, YouTube videos, anything like that. Here's your opportunity to, to lay it all out. I'll let uh, Mikey go first. <laughs> yeah, uh, not too much going on. This is like the last big thing I'm doing until like holiday time when I'm going to be up in like Chicago and actually I'll be spending some time with Adam and Kian uh, next week. Uh, so that should be fun and exciting. But yeah, right well, now it's just basically getting well, through, making sure Silicon Dynasty sells out, doing all the, like I said, Mike and I are always busy in the background. I don't have time to <laughs> be doing a lot of public facing stuff because we got conversations that need to be had and things to be worked out. But yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's always it's always been worth it so far, and I'm just excited to see a bunch of new people at Silicon Dynasty because I'm sure the crew's going to be very different than the one that was at Punt City. Yeah. Um, shill wise, right? We have a bonfire shop that needs to be updated, but we are looking to actually get our uh, mats in print run. So we're actually going to you know start taking orders for all of our play mats and get them printed, bring them in, and handle the logistics side on our own in-house. Uh, so look forward to that coming up. We do have the uh, Silicon Dynasty playmat for sale right now. It's on the website that you can buy. It's the Shorakai Blueprint playmat. Beautiful playmat made by Mike Sad. Stellar. I've seen it printed several times now, and it gets more beautiful as the time goes on. Um so you have that we do have a patreon it's very new there isn't a lot of stuff there but if you do want to support us and you know the, the tiers will evolve in terms of look i'm here to take care of y'all okay give me some time i'll make sure the tiers do that but if you want to hop in there and support eminence mtg you can get in there uh and and support on patreon we also stream with uh adam's beautiful face and shauna uh, Fridays till the end of the year, and then we're going on Tuesdays. And then on Monday, we have Ashani and uh, Scoots. So we do have streams. You can support us that way. Um, what else we got? We got Command Tower. If you are an LGS owner on you know, coming up in that regard, Command Tower exists. It's ready for your uh, use and abuse. Um, yeah, CEDHU. I actually, that's being monetized as it is right now, I think. We're coming up with tiers in that because we actually got approved to uh, add tiers into CEDHU. I don't even think Mikey knew that. So, surprise. Uh, but awesome. nothing will change in CEDHU. It'll basically be like Patreon. So, there'll be some sort of thing that comes along extra. So, nothing changes in what CEDHU is. You just may get a different looking for game role or something. I'm not sure yet. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of ways, uh, man. We got lots of revenue sources. <laughs> not, yeah, and something just to add on to what Mike was just saying. So while we have our bonfire, Patreon, whatever money might come through, the monetization for the Discord stuff, as well as our Twitch, um, just because we very much believe in transparency, command tower sales, that all goes towards venue expenses, basically. So that helps us keep paying for venues for these events. Uh, and then Patreon, Twitch, uh, and like all that kind of stuff, Bonfire, like all the, like, the supplemental, more like merch, I would say, or like supplemental things you can do, that all goes to our casters and judges. So that's where, that's part of where we pull like from that spending from, as well as like giving stipends so they can travel out to events. So just so you know where your money's actually going. When you contribute to these yeah. things, it's not <laughs> lining our pockets or something where we're just trying to pocket the money. We use that so that we can have. Uh, bigger and better travel stipends to keep our staff coming out to all of our events. And for instance, for yep. Silicon Dynasty, Adam, Shauna, Seth, and Max, so like our head judge assistant, head judge, and our two casters, we're able to give them a decent amount of money to help them fly out and cover some of those expenses. So that's where that will go. Yeah. And that's where it goes in the future, just so people mm -hmm. know, because like I said, Mike, you're yeah. very much being that's... transparent with everything. <laughs> yeah, that's been, a, that's been a question we've been asked a couple times. So I guess that is a good point to throw in there that like, 
all of the founders, there's four of us. So me, Mikey, Zane, and Coy Beto is our fourth. He's our he's our quiet shadow guy. He's the finance dude that no one knows about. Um, <laughs> but uh, the four founders, we're technically the only ones on the business books, and we're technically the only ones that we can pay, right? So we have all agreed to go and do this completely zero dollars in pocket throughout the duration of 2023. So your money anywhere goes to supporting the staff we pay our staff i believe mikey believes that if you're volunteering your time to come here blood sweat and ass for two days you should get paid for it that's it right are we millionaires can we give you a three thousand dollar check for sitting in a pretty chair no but can we get you here comfortably and hang out and love on you yeah we can do that done so that's where all of the money goes. All of the money goes in the pot for that, supporting the events, increasing the venue, taking care of the things we need to take care of, and ultimately, you know, culminating in nationals next year where, you know, whatever we have, that's what goes in the pot and we're going for it. So feel good about where your money goes. It ain't putting food on my table. It's taking care of y'all. <laughs> yeah, which is <clears throat> so, like, awesome for you guys to do and. And, and I think really, really shows towards your uh, your dedication to the community. As for us here at Sadnos, um, once again, we'd like to thank all of our high-tier patrons. So thank you to Doot, Usable Object, Senator Tom, Scorish, Cold Ramen, uh, Jeff Bezos, Unorthodox Bird, Domino, Geos Justin, Just Ice, and Alk. Uh, thank you guys for the support. Support from all of our patrons is what makes us here at Sadnos continue to pump out this content. So thank you for everything. Uh, for those of you that haven't right, already... Adam, listen. I got this. What? All right, listen. All right. Adam has been telling you guys for 23 episodes. He's getting stressed over here. He's telling you, you know, at the last couple, five episodes, he's been yelling at you a little bit because he's stressed. He's tired of telling you guys to hop in the Discord, okay? Stop it. Just do it. All you have to do is download Discord, Discord Mobile. We all know you got TikTok. Discord is better. Just download Discord Mobile. <laughs> Go to our link under this video or in Spotify. We have a link tree link. Just go on that, hop in the Discord. You'll be able to join the Sadnos family. You can talk to us about episodes, get deck building advice, ch chat about your day, shit post, talk about Hamter, you know, anything you want to do, okay? We are local to Milwaukee metro area, and we have channels specific specifically for local meetup games, tournament locations, and discussions. So stop making my boy stressed out okay he's already stressed out enough he's got gray hairs you know he gets memed on a lot he doesn't need it from you guys okay just stop all right we'd love to have you guys the there. most half written out and read from script but not speech ever that was beautiful i loved yeah. it every thank minute of it thank that was you great. so much Ken. <laughs> um and you guys already know the drill whether you're listening on youtube spotify or apple podcasts uh please like subscribe leave a comment and drop us a review and share us with your friends. It helps us with growing our channel and gives us the ability to work with new people like Mikey and Mike. And with that, I think uh, have a good week, and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.